The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Storytelling inspires, engages, and moves people to action. It's a superpower that anyone can learn. Welcome to Story Powered with your host, Leanne Pico. Stories can hold you back, and stories can move you forward. Let our program help you activate your storytelling superpower and take your business to the next level. Now, here is Leanne Pico. Hello, and welcome to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. So glad you could be here again this week. I have a great show for you today. We are talking core story, and I have to tell you, it's one of my favorite subjects. I love talking about the story. There are a lot, You have lots of stories as a business or even as a nonprofit, but there is a core story that, uh, that that's really fun to unravel. So, but before we do that, I want to thank my guest from last week. I would talk to Stephanie Sims from Finance Ability. Um, Stephanie has has a book called Funding Your Business Without Selling Your Soul. And she was chatting with me about uh, telling your story for investors. And I have to tell you, we talked money and it was fun. I know that doesn't happen very often. Uh, Maybe it does for some people. It just doesn't for me. (laughs) But it was so fun. So I really recommend you have a listen um, to the the show because there were really helpful hints about uh, framing your story for if you want to get some investment or even working with banks and and other funders. So that's on the on-demand library of the Story Powered page on, on the Voice America website. But don't go anywhere just yet because I definitely want you to hang out with us today. I have two great guests. And um, I'm switching things around a bit. We have a uh, someone here to hang with us for the story of the week, and I want to um, introduce um, him to you. And so we'll come. We'll we'll do that in the first segment. So, um, so first of all, I want to introduce you to Jay Golden. And after selling his first business out of college, Jay embarked on a three-year journey traveling to nearly 50 countries, working odd jobs, travel writing, and struggling to tell stories in a wide variety of languages. Finally tired of the road, Jay landed in a Sausalito attic in 1995, where he helped found one of the web's first global learning sites, Learn2.com, which Yahoo called the most useful site on the internet. As the social media universe continued to expand, Jay began to see that less attention was going to the center of it all, which is the ancient practice of storytelling. So, in 2009, Jay founded Waking Star Storyworks at wakingstar.com, a creative agency dedicated to unlocking the hidden power of transformation that lives inside every organization. Since then, he's crafted stories, led trainings, and coached leaders for dozens of the most innovative organizations of the world, including Facebook, Rainforest Action Network, Asalan Institute, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So my, my next guest um, is was a client of Jay's, and so it's always good to hear um, from people who've actually done the work, which is I'm excited to have Miko Matsumura, is the, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for Gradle Inc. Miko has 20 years in the Silicon Valley as a software company executive in organizations ranging from raw startup to billion-dollar company. He's also a limited partner with Focus Ventures, an $800 million 
$1,000 venture fund and has participated in dozens of venture capital fundraising and corporate M&A transactions. Miko has served as a VP at Hazelcast, Key Corporation, Software AG, Web Methods, and Infravio, and is an advisor of dozens of software companies. He's also a book author and international speaker, and you can learn more about him at Miko.com. Jay and Miko, welcome to Story Powered. Thank you so Great. much. Thanks. Great to be here. Be here. It's so good to have you here. So I'm going to start with Jay. So Jay, you have a very interesting um, travel-based story, and wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about that and how you how you fell in love with story. <clears throat> Thank you. It's always it's always great to hear one's own story spoken back. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I I became kind of an experience bug. I I loved traveling the world and worked some of the worst jobs you could ever imagine to propel mm-hmm. my travels um, so I could hitchhike across Argentina and uh, backpack at 20,000 feet in the Andes and uh, learn French in a, in a ski shop in France. And um, just basically, I just loved the rich experiences that the life ha- that this world had to share. And when I got back to San Francisco, I... I realized, wait a second, the Internet is, is just kind of being born for the rest of us about 1995 and realized this is a place for those experiences to be shared and mm-hmm. for people to really learn and really be entertained. And I threw myself into that and, as you said, helped to found Learn 2 and got involved in early digital music and then some of the early viral videos, animations, uh, and, and different stories for brands and causes. And I just loved that work. Uh, but there was always something missing, something that I had, had found in these rich experiences uh, on the road. And I, and I think that really comes down to what's at the center of all of it, which is uh, this, this, this living story that uh, that propels us to to greater uh, greater depths and that helps us remember these key lessons. And I felt like brands were missing it. I felt like largely people were missing it, and we were racing so fast to communicate in so many ways that the center was kind of left unheld. And so that was what propelled me to basically become a student again of of storytelling and understand how this ancient practice fits in this most modern world. Nice. I love that. And and I love your um, analogy in, in a way, because it is, we, you know, we don't call it that anymore. Uh, but the World Wide Web, that's kind of the point was the creating that connectivity. So love that. Um, so Miko, you're a man of many talents and hats as well. Tell us a bit about you. Yeah, so I'll zero in on the lens that may be the most kind of intriguing for this particular uh, segment. You know, I I do wear a lot of hats, but I'd say the one that is probably the most salient at color to this is, uh, you know, my CMO hat. So, you know, I happen to be a chief marketing officer and... You know, I'm, I'm responsible for the, for the brand here at Gradle, uh, which is where uh, I became a customer of Jay's. And, uh, you know, I think that that will be uh, the primary lens through which I'm going to be, uh, you know, speaking about story and how, how deeply uh, we are invested in, in getting the, to the core story uh, here at Gradle. Nice, thank you. And Gradle, so, so I'm wondering, because the piece for me is around, so Gradle is a technology company, and I'm always curious, and, and you know, we always talk about Apple, 
right? And apple's a really easy pick. And for vo- those of us in story, we grab apple and we, we use it. But there are many, many more technology companies who often do stuff that may not be as front-facing to the public or may not be, uh, or, or, you know, they have to get their story across. And I'm wondering, how did, so what kind of business is Gradle and how have you been working with story there? Yes. So, uh, you know, apple, uh, apple picking is a great thing to do. Uh, you know, everyone knows <laughs> Apple is probably one of the most compelling brands uh, on, on Earth uh, by, by many different measures. And, you know, we just got uh, done with the Worldwide Developer Conference uh, just, just nearby in Moscone. So we're very Apple-focused, uh, you know, in, in technology industry. Um, so in speaking about Gradle as one of these sort of much smaller and untold stories, uh, you know, what I wanted to do is just share my mindset as a business executive. You know, obviously there are thousands of smaller stories that need to be told. The story of Apple is obviously an incredible one. And, you know, anyone, there, there are tons of movies being made now even that feature this right. kind of exciting narrative, right? So, yeah. you know, from my perspective, I just wanted to give you all a reference in my mindset, which is what, what is it that I'm doing, right? So, you know, marketing, it's my belief that marketing is really about automation of transactional behavior, so it's a business definition. Obviously, marketing is a business thing, right? And so the question becomes, well, what does that even mean, automation of transactional behavior? So the thing that's interesting about that is, is that business is transactional. Whether the transaction is someone joining your company as an employee or someone signing on to be a supplier or a partner or somebody uh, investing in your company, somebody acquiring your company, uh, you know, somebody investing in your company in venture capital or private equity, uh, taking your company public. These are all transactions, right? And right. what marketing it, it, to me is, is it is automation of behavior that culminates in all of these kinds of transactions, right? And so the thing that's really funny about that is, is then when you peel the onion, you start to think about, well, what does that mean, automation of behavior, so that's a really funny thing because when you look at the human brain, you have to think about, uh, you know, what is it that motivates and triggers behavior? And what you find is that it isn't thoughts per se, right? That thoughts right. are really uh, in the very forefront of the neocortex in the front of the brain. And it turns out that there's this very large structure in the middle of the brain called the limbic system, which governs things like emotion. And, you know, all of a sudden if you find that as a software programmer that you're wanting to program the human brain in a way that culminates in behavior, you find yourself face-to-face with programming the human limbic system. And so the thing that, you know, so that, that brought me directly to uh, two characters, uh, one of which was a very astute brand designer that works in visual language and uh, obviously also to Jay who is the storyteller and you know storytelling of course is very deeply connected with emotion and with behavior as a result because all of the things that flow in terms of automating the behavior of people that don't work at your company all of those behaviors are essentially governed by emotion and uh, to, to a much, much lesser extent, cognition, even even in a supposedly rational business like the software business. 
Absolutely love it, Miko. And in fact, I think we need to hire you (laughs) to go out and talk to all of our potential clients for us because this is the piece that is often the disconnect is that because you've said it so beautifully and you've said it in, in, you know, and also in technical terms, which is also very useful um, because the the piece between the transactional behavior, and I think you're you're totally on to something there in terms of, we assume that people purchase or make decisions based on logic. And, and uh, one of the things we say mm-hmm. in story is it's the first point is emotion. And then our logic kind of comes behind and kind of goes, okay, let me just check this thing. Cause I get what you're feeling that, but you know, I'm going to check it out for you now. Um, so I'm wondering, mm-hmm. you know, so I love what you've just said. And I'm wondering in terms of a technology company then, and again, um, you might be more B2B I am assuming, um, but humans purchase your services. So how have you been able to, because um, again, I'm just fascinated by the idea of, of people in technology may not share the same ideas. Like a lot of times, sometimes technology is built because we think that we think with thoughts. So how do you get past the kind of historical idea that we're computers ready for information to be uploaded in a technology company and use story? Yes. So, I, so I, this I love because it brings us back to Apple Right? right, because there's long been this kind of illusion in the technology world that a human being is what used to be called in computers a dumb terminal. Right, a human right, being yeah. is not a dumb term terminal. And when you look at user interfaces, the interfaces that people interact with should not be the same kind of interfaces as a database. Right, so it shouldn't be data entry into a bunch of fields like that. Doesn't make any sense. And the person who I think exemplified that connection is really Johnny Ive and the design team over at Apple who did the iPhone, and it was Steve Jobs at the time. Uh, And so in 2007, the creation of the finger on the glass represented this kind of connection between the human psyche and this kind of world of digital information that was not such a kind of linear, boring way of looking at the world. And, you know, I think from a neuroanatomy perspective, it's pretty clear that when you look at the brain stem, you look at the stuff that actually governs movement and behavior, you know, that is all, uh, you know, intermediated by the limbic system and the midbrain. And so, you know, the problem swings towards programming that. So in terms of the Gradle story, one of the things that we've been doing a lot of work on is connecting narrative to brand. And when you think about what brand is, you know, brand is basically the promise of the company, but the thing that I think is important is that execution and realization of the brand is done through impressions, and that the impressions are really the things that allow a person to form an expectation, right? right. And so, you know, the formation of an expectation inside of the, uh, transact- the transactive uh, prospect is really the way that an organization is able to maintain integrity with the flow of transactions, you know, on, on their uh, on their P and L. So, so right. effectively, you know, uh, what does what what does the brand do that causes the user to have an expectation? And so, you know, we we've kind of gone deeply into that territory. And when you finally achieve uh, a narrative, a core narrative that has integrity, you can actually set expectations 
in in a very profound and deep way. I mean, uh, we we have a, a one of our customers uh, that we share with Jay is uh, LinkedIn, and you know they we we do this developer tool, and the developer tool uh, people use the developer tool to build their own software, and LinkedIn does three hundred thousand individual developer build events per week uh, using our software. And so oh. the thing that I just wanted to relay, and I don't want to go into the details of it, but the bottom line is, is that 300,000 opportunities to create a brand impression mm-hmm. per week, uh, you know, and that's just at a single company. So yeah. when you start to look at the opportunity to, quote, unquote, program the human limbic system, create emotional resonance, and automate expectation through brand and behavior flow, it's a very powerful opportunity. So that's that's my nice. lens and that's my mindset. Oh, it's fantastic. Now, I'm going to guess too, that because that's why I love Core Story, because it, it is about brand. However, when you talk about that deep impression, that, um, you know, that deep commitment, and then, uh, you know, I think that it also, of course, and this is again, going back to Apple, it flows through the people that work there too, right? Yeah, one of the things that uh, I'm sorry, is this a Jay question? <laughs> no, I'm going to ask you because I'm going to okay, ask you how, okay, how have you I'm embedded it? You how have you embedded you it? Go, it's great. <laughs> I'm super excited about the topic, and uh, you know, I love the work Jay has been doing for uh, us. Uh, you know, Waking Stars, Jay's company. They're they're yeah, tremendous, yeah. Uh, invigorating, and exciting uh, company as far as pioneering this land of story. So for us. You know the thing. The thing that is, um, I guess, I guess, really invigorating about about this brand uh, expansion is that we we want to um, help help people understand the soul of our company. So you know, without without having the story component woven into even the visual representations in the brand, you know, we're really unable to ensure that we have this integrity. And the reason why the integrity is critical to us is that we want to make sure, because really ultimately what happens is, is that transactional behavior moves across lines of trust. And what trust is, is trust is a repeated, I mean, trust is, there are many dimensions of trust, but one of the things about trust is consistency, right? Which is, can you have a repeated experience of an expectation that's set properly and then it is fulfilled properly. And if you, if you are able to have a chain of behaviors that culminate in uh, satisfaction of the expectation, then what you have is enough trust to culminate in a kind of ever-increasing uh, trust and transactional value. So that's, that's kind of the way we, we look at that problem. Right. Can, can I speak to that that's for great. a second as well? Please, yes. So you can tell that we had a load of fun with this project because Miko is just such a genius in this topic of what, you know, even behavior autom- automation, this concept is so amazing and how the various pieces of communications and brand interlock. It, it was just a blast. Um, I think what, you know, one piece that I'm hearing you say is that basically the, the story part, the narrative part, the key insight that lives inside of the company is it, it, it basically creates, it, it casts the brand into fullness. So the mm-hmm. promise that, that Miko speaks of uh, can be really hollow 
without the true why behind it, without the true integrity and insight that the company is living every day. And to your question, Leanne, that does come back to the people. And that's the thing really that I found with, you know, as the social media universe continued to expand is that the people in companies and the people that are telling their stories were totally overlooked and in terms of a in terms of how stories work and so coming back to Gradle you know a lot of the work that we did was really looking for key insights that uh, that that guided the original creation of the product and the company uh, spent a lot of time with Hans the founder and with Miko and and Yi Ying this um, amazing brand creator that that he spoke of and we were looking for these key insights that were um, very, very human uh, essential changes that guided the creation of the organization. Nice. Yeah, nice. And, and, that's, and yeah, I wanted, go ahead, Miko. I just wanted uh-huh. to jump in real quick and talk about uh, kind of culture as brand, uh, which is, mm. uh, you know, Tony Shea, who was the CEO and founder of Zappos, uh, multi-billion dollar uh, merger with Amazon. Uh, he, he has a book called Delivering Happiness. And, you know, in that book, he declares that culture is brand and brand is culture, yeah. right? And so yeah. with that construct, it's very important to understand that, uh, you know, the expression, one of the bottom-up expressions of brand is how it embeds in the psyche of, you know, employees and agents of the company, because that relates directly to how promises are being fulfilled. So I think that's a really big issue. And then I think the other thing that I think Jay is talking to is, you know, how does, how does a founder and a human narrative put a human face on the story, but at the same time, then how is that expectation carried by the company brand? You know, so you're, you're, you're kind of having this really hybrid, scalable uh, sort of, uh, way of transferring the imprint of the narrative onto a visual brand, you know, as well as carrying the intent of the founder and the intent of the uh, the, the human the human narrative. So it's a it's a very interesting uh, blend of of scalability and uh, individuality. Love it. Thank you, Miko. That's absolutely, I, I love, and you know what, we're, we're, uh, we're due for a break. So, but I think that that really sums it up. And that's why I love the core story piece, because you live it from the outside or from the inside out. And it does tie culture and brand together. I love that's why story um, for me is so powerful. So Miko, thank you so much for coming today and sharing um, your story and Grado's story. We're going to talk a bit uh, after the break with Jay uh, about core story and how others can kind of build it into theirs. But I want to say thank you, Miko. Really appreciate you being here oh yeah thank you very much okay so so we're gonna take a little break now i'm leanne pico and you're listening to story powered we've just been listening to miko matsumura from gradle and you can check him out at miko.com and we'll be back in in just a moment where we'll be talking more to jay golden from waking star storyworks see you soon comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. 
It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hello, welcome back to Story Powered. I'm Leanne Pico, and before the break, I was chatting with Jay Golden of Waking Star Storyworks and Miko Matsumura of Gradle. Uh, Miko, um, basically, um, you he said it very succinctly and very well in terms of um, sometimes us story folk um, struggle to kind of share the rationale of why story is so powerful and it's it's beyond um, looking good and it's beyond and it's even beyond inspiring sometimes because it's actually a really core tool for creating connectivity in your organization and with your customer. And I think Miko really spoke to that very well. Um, so now I'm going to talk to Jay a little bit more and we're going to talk about core story and um, Jay, your, uh, your travels and your experience in, in the social media universe. Um, how did it bring you to core story and, and what is a core story for those people who are kind of going, I, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> right. Uh, your core story is is basically uh, made of your many stories. So whether the, one of the fun parts about this is whether it's as an individual, because we do a lot of leadership work, uh, or as an organization, we have many stories, and in the center of each of those stories is often, very often, uh, a twist, right? Some key change that, that, that changed how you see the world or how the world works. And if you can hold those stories together and look at them, you can begin to see a pattern. You can see a certain shift, a greater shift. And, and oftentimes it means, change, you know, it means selecting a key change um, for, a, for an organization or for your own story. But basically you, your core story is, is a compilation of these stories in a way that can be told so that with the 5,000 bits and bytes and emails and tweets and ads that you're going to experience today, that story will be the one that's remembered tomorrow. 
Right. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. Now, in terms of that, so because we get a lot of people are told and organizations and businesses, you know, what's your story? Tell your story. And yeah. um, often one of the things that we worry about um, as as story people is, you know, there is a danger of having a single story. So I love how you say it's made of many stories. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that for a second, which is it's you're not saying or let me check. You, I'm assuming you're not saying that there is one story about your organization that you need to determine as a leader and then impose it all the way through, right? That's not what we're talking about here, right? Or is it? Well, I could kind of, no, certainly <laughs> not the imposing part. Right. Um, and, and certainly not, I mean, I believe that there are, that you're, you're, you have several stories, that are key insight stories. They may be origin stories. Uh, you know, my, for example, one of my, one of my favorites is, is Nike, actually. And uh, it, my dad was actually, in, in, in 1957, was a baseball player at the University of Oregon. And he went and uh, ended up, he wanted to get in, increase his speed around the bases. And he ended up going out uh, and working, just working with the track team and helping them and doing timing and stuff. And, and the coach of University of Oregon was a very interesting uh, figure who was always experimenting with these different things and, uh, in fact, was oftentimes upsetting his wife uh, because he kept on ruining, ruining these waffle makers, these waffle irons. And he would pour rubber into the waffle irons in with the idea of increasing performance by take cutting out the soles of shoes and putting on these kind of waffle iron shoes and of course this coach that my dad uh worked pretty closely with for some time was uh Bill Bowerman and right. this this idea of you know when he became one of his former players connected with him and they formed Nike and uh but the essence of that story is still alive in the company the story of the waffle iron uh, and the the essence of performance as optimizing performance is still alive. I mean, even the tagline, just do it, is, you know, like get up and go is a kind of performance mentality. Sometimes you don't feel like it. And so the tagline really shows that. Um, but, you know, is that one story? Optimally, no. Optimally, it's a story that shows up in a thousand different ways, but it all comes back to the same twist, whether it's the just-do-it aspect or the, the optimizing performance. There's this key change that's alive in brands and it's alive in organizations. Love that. Love that. And again, so it was a bit of a cheeky question I asked you for sure, because this is one of the most <laughs> challenging. It's one of the most challenging areas because we, we also say everybody has a story uh, in your organization and everybody has a reason for being there and, and all of that. And then, and then you have your customer story. Like, there's, like you say, there's thousands of stories. However, there is a really interesting piece that the underlying story, which is builds philosophy, which does... And, and I really liked what Miko was saying, which is about it builds trust and consistency and creates expectations. So, you know, taking Nike as an example, that core story of performance, um, Nike has to live up to that, right? Well, for sure, for sure. And Nike's a, you know, is, is it got a great origin story and it, it becomes, it shows up in so many different ways. There's a lot of other examples, you know, I have, uh, we have one client that we developed a core story for, and we were, uh, it's a, 
it's a very large uh, funder of affordable housing all across the country, and they found this way to combine, it's called Enterprise Community Partners, and it, they found a way to combine um, building affordable housing, managing affordable housing, financing through tax credits and a variety of uh, uh, investors, private and otherwise, and they've done incredible work. Maybe they do about a billion dollars a year in, in, in creating affordable housing across the country. And when we went to work with them on their core story, we, uh, you know, we were snooping around and, and asking questions. We usually do a stakeholder process of interviewing uh, maybe half dozen to a dozen key stakeholders in a variety of different, uh, with a variety of different expertise. And, you know, it might be from the CEO, might be partners external, might be key marketing people, or even oftentimes some of the new people in the organization. And one of the questions we asked is, well, who's, so tell me about Jim Rouse, because Jim Rouse was the founder and uh, really amazing guy, because his uh, you know, there's a statue of him outside of the of the building. There's pictures of him with presidents. He was a very prominent figure in building affordable housing in the um, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I, a lot of what we heard was, well, he's an incredible person, so much charisma, uh, so much power, and really gave himself, after he was a very successful developer, gave himself to building this organization enterprise after he retired. And, you know, which is very interesting and very inspiring. Uh, what we found, however, when we looked a little deeper into uh, the origins of, uh, of Jim Rouse's life was that when he was 16 years old, his, uh, his father's business failed. They lived just outside of Baltimore, where, nearby where the organization is founded, was founded. Uh, he, his father's business failed. Uh, his mother fell ill and passed away, and his father uh, died soon after that. Uh, and two months later, the banks foreclosed on the family home. Wow. So here's a 17-year-old wow. homeless orphan yeah. uh, who made his way and uh, found, you know, stayed on the floor of his brother's boarding room and uh, made it, you know, was able to go to college and join the Army and, um, you know, Worked very, very hard, parking cars and going to law school, et cetera, to create this this uh, this development company that was very successful. But at the beginning, at the essence, in the root here is something very rich and very important, which is uh, one man who who spent his career working to help support the building of communities much like the one that he had lost when he was a child. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. And, that's an amazing and, story. Right, and so that doesn't mean, hey, we feature, you know, because founder stories are a whole thing, origin stories are a whole thing, and, and, and they need to be placed in the right, oriented in the right part of the, or, of the organization in the story. And sometimes they're told often, and sometimes they're not told. I mean, you know, we know Steve and Steve from, from Apple, that, that garage story, the Hewlett Packard mm-hmm. garage yep. story, there's, those are often told, but the, it's, not as, it's only partially how the origin is told in your core story. It's also 
what the essence, the, the, the key turn and the, and the values that Miko spoke of and the, the magic of the, the change in the world and the desire that they bring and how that shows up in a thousand different ways. And that's part of this, the core story development as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then going back to um, the story with the affordable housing piece is there's also a, pe- a, a bit there and it, it, you know, and again, it's an organization that has been going for many years. So potentially when he first started, he did really share that story and people were really clear about it. I don't know. Um, but the the fact is, is that the part of the reason he was able to draw people to him is he gets it. He truly gets it. He truly exactly. understands. And the he experienced part is he didn't it. actually share that story very often. As I is that right? It. Interesting. Right? Eh? Um, so it came out somehow. People don't share that, and and we yeah. and we might not share that, but we right. understand it. You know, yeah. you may not tell it all the time, but it helps to understand. Like the the idea of the brand promise. Yes. Your brand promise is full and alive if there's a story behind it that's, yes. that, 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 that feels real, that's connected to what you most dearly care about and not just what shows up on your logo, but what shows up in the, the actions and thoughts of your employees and your, uh, and your customers as they engage with your product and service. Absolutely. And again, kind of going back to that piece around... Um, you know, like I say, we talk about, you know, no, no business or organization has a single story. And so being careful about that because you can get stuck in that story and it might be your founder yeah. story or it might be like I always talk about it as um, often organizations talk about their history. And so, you know, it's all about we've been here for 30 years and we started, you know, and, and you know, often that's a, that's good. However, it's not something that um, what you just talked about, which is. Uh, really exemplifies what people care about, what they care about when they work there, why it started. Um, so just, and I, I want to tease out that a little bit. So why is it important? So you have all these different stories, you have all these things going on, you have all these experiences in a business or an organization. Why is it important to have a core story? Why do you think? Yeah, um, good question. Basically, the idea of... Um, the idea that uh, you know, part of it comes back to what a, what a story is, and that's something that, that we talk about a lot. You know, sometimes people say, oh, a story, well, it has a beginning, middle, and end. A story, that's the thing that happened. The story is like what you do. The story is not what you do, actually. Mm-hmm. The story is really why you do it. And the story is uh, one way of just, a few ways of describing a story. A story is a problem approached in an interesting way that makes us care. Right, so it's, right. It, is, yep. it is a problem, but not just a problem that sinks us down to the bottom, right? <laughs> and we just were yep. just stuck in the bottom. A story right. is a, a journey with a twist, right? So you're heading yep. somewhere, and then something changes, which takes us from, you know, into this trial, but out of it to make the world a better place. And whether you're talking about the hero's journey, which I think is, can be kind of overwhelming, frankly. I think drawing mm-hmm. from the hero's journey is very valuable, representing, you know, Joseph Campbell talked about the innermost cave, the deep trial and challenge, like, for example, in Star Wars, it's kind of the, the, the deep, the, the innermost cave is when, uh, when Luke and Hans and, um, are, are stuck in, the, uh, in that garbage, that great garbage compactor with Chewie mm-hmm. and, and the serpent, right? That's yeah. like the deep, deep trial. And, 
every organization and every person has that deep trial. It's a question of how you communicate that in a way that comes out to the other side. So if it's, you know, using that twist and gravitating towards that twist is really the power that we're looking for. And if we can communicate a story uh, that, that brings us to the other side, then, then that's really what we're looking for. I don't actually know if I answered your question. I just kind of you did. No, you did. And it, because it's that piece of... <laughs> I love listening anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you tell a great story. So, um, no, but it, it, I, I told, and But you've dug into the piece that, that is, is the core piece. And again, um, you know, and I see lots of people around saying, you know, you can have a six-figure business or you can have... And using money or whatever. But the, what we're talking about here is that that piece that enables um, other people to join you in your journey. And so, like you've just That's said, right. if, 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 you, if you haven't experienced the twist and the overcoming, and whether it's, you know, a, a, you know, a, a situation with a car or whether it's a, a, you're a business coach or whatever it is, um, there are common things that we have to overcome. And if you're not, a, first of all, aware of it, dealt with it, overcame it and can tell a story about it, then why should we trust you? Yeah, right? that's right. And exactly right. And, you know, a lot, so much, I talk about the twist uh, because so, it's so often that people just overlook it. They, they want to go from here to there, but they, they want to skip the trial. And right. no change in the world happens without trial. You're just, we're just not given these changes where we just wake up and all of a sudden, oh, hey, the world's different. Isn't that awesome? I'm going to go make more change. It doesn't happen like that. And yeah. so I'm always, always with my, you know, with a lot of the leadership uh, story development that I do for, for whether for speaking or for management, with the training work that we do, with the core story development, constantly, constantly asking the same question. Okay, so what changed? Where is the change? Right? Because the magic is unlocked and unleashed in that twist, and you may never you may never tell that story, but you need to know that story. Right, right. And that's, that's great. And that's, that's, coming back to the Gradle story, actually, the Gradle, um, you know, working with Hans, doctor there, uh, their founder, who's a just amazing, heartfelt genius, um, we, you know, we spent a fair bit of time with him looking, looking for his story and, because people have so many stories, you know, it's like so much information in their lives and their experiences and how their products work, but honing in on some key junctures, you know, constantly asking, okay, so what changed there? So there he was, you know, working as a, um, as a developer and he loved uh, working on, on the build, uh, which is, you know, as, as um, Miko referred to as this, this mechanism, which enables the, uh, the software to basically be launched over and over again, this kind of build automation that you can, you can create a, and refine a software in a, with less and less and less inter, uh, duplicated intervention. Uh, it's what guides a lot of the software that we, um, that we use today and a lot of the sites that we use today. Um, but, you know, he got to this point where basically he was trying to unlock a, a problem. He was solving a problem. He was up for three nights trying to solve this problem with this build software. And it was, he was so mad because it should have been easy. 
It should have been an easy fix, but it wasn't an easy fix. And he was so frustrated because that's not how the world is supposed to work, is this kind of open source technology that was supposed to be an easy fix, but it takes not only three days and three nights to figure out what the problem was, but it wasn't possible. The, the simple thing you wanted to do wasn't possible. And there's this great line that we, you know, that we heard in this, as we were talking to him. He said, he said he, in the middle of the night, he's like, I'm done with this tool. <laughs> you know, I'm in, yeah. and, and frustration and innovation is born from frustration. Yes. That's where change happens. So, so diving into the innermost cave with him gave us this kind of sense of connection that we believe is, a, is a, something that aligns with, with, with many, many, many other developers and, and creators that have faced that same frustration, and it's what gave birth to um, this very successful organization. Nice. Well, thank you for that. So that's a really, and it showed he cared. It showed he cared. So we're going to take a little break again. So much. Well, and that's the bit again. It's a great story to share. So um, So, so, we're going to take a little break. I just want to say is that, you know, in that twist, right, the tension that's alive, the change that emerges from that twist, which can be in your own story of why you became a radio host and why you're a storyteller, right? There may be a story, there may be three stories. Yeah, or five exactly. stories that you have personally that share these key insights. And depending on who you're talking to, you may tell them different. They're, you may tell That's them right. differently. You may tell them with different endings. You may tell them with more detail or less detail. But the key here and the key with Hans is that from that twist, the magic that can be drawn from that can be used in a variety of different ways, whether the tension that's created emerges as a tagline that says, you know, well, this is why I do this, whether that's something that gives birth to an entire product, whether that's something that gives birth to an entire city, like Jim Rouse built an entire, one of the first uh, planned communities uh, with affordable housing uh, built by one man in in, uh, Columbia, Maryland. And a lot of this is born. These things can be born and tracked from the key twist in your story. It's true. It's true. Okay, so we're going to come back in just a minute because we're going to we're going to talk to um, Jay about a little bit more about the how to create your core story. Yeah. So you're listening to me, Dan. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll get into some tips. Yep. Thanks, Jay. Okay, so um, we're going to be back. It's uh, we're talking to Jay Golden from Waking Star, uh, and you can catch up with him at wakingstar.com. Back in a sec. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Activate and grow your storytelling superpower with Leanne Pico of Very Good Stories. Stories inspire, stories engage, and stories move people to action. It's pretty powerful stuff. Story coach Leanne Pico will help you develop your storytelling skills to be a more effective leader, build a more powerful brand, or create a team of storytelling powerhouses. You can email Leanne at leanne at verygoodstories.com or check out her website at verygoodstories.com. Contact Leanne today to grow your storytelling superpower. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. 
Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Story Powered with Leanne Pico. If you want to find out more about Leanne or the program, connect with us on the web at verygoodstories.com. Now, back to Story Powered. Hey, welcome back. We've had a, a really great couple of segments talking to um, Jay Golden from Waking Star Storyworks. Um, just before the break, we were talking about um, the why of Core Story. And I could talk to Jay forever about it because it's just so, so powerful and so important. And, um, you know, although we, we don't um, want to just focus an organization or a business on one story and impose that story. There is one central story that resonates with people that it's important to build out and it, it engages your employees, it engages your customers, and it keeps people understanding as, as Miko, our um, previous guest from Gradle was talking about, it builds an expectation so people know what they can expect from your business. So now we're going to go, um, we've got a um, a little bit of a shortened third segment, so we're going to take you through the how. Jay, you're going to talk us through a six-step process for how to craft a, a core story. Is that right? Yeah, I want to give just a, a kind of a, a little bit of a template so people know what we're talking about here. Um, uh, this six-step is actually six-point uh, process is actually uh, uh, something that's used a lot in in, in improvisational uh, comedy and. Also, Pixar uses it as a basic story template. Uh, and this, so this, the, the steps that go like this. So first, uh, once upon a time. So know what your world was like before. How was the world? Use sensory details. Anchor us in sensory details about how the world was, okay? Once upon a time. Every day, every day, every day. That's the second uh, piece in the story template. Every day. This is how the world was. This is what was happening. So we can see it. We can feel it. We can taste it. Use the senses. And then one day. Okay, and then one day, this is where the, key ch- the first key change happens. This is where you begin to, to see that, that something's going to happen. You're going to drop down into a trial, into a gully, some kind of challenge that then one day kind of sneaks up on you and you find yourself kind of sliding down. There's a, a, a trial that you're engaged in. In that, you will find hurdles and you will find helpers. You will get key insights. You will face trials. You may, en- you may end up in that innermost cave. Uh, until finally, um, oh, sorry, in, because of that, because of that, because of that. So because you're in that difficult place, you face this, you hit this, you learn this, you study that, you bump up against this. One night you yell, I hate this tool. I will not work <laughs> with this tool anymore. Okay. And that's our until finally moment. The until finally, if you don't remember anything else about this story structure, remember the until finally, because the world was like this and something happened until finally you decided that you were going to change something. A mentor came and gave you something. You found something of, from yourself that you real, didn't, you'd forgotten you had. You came up with this key insight, Okay. And that's what enables you to climb up, okay? You climb up out of the, this trial, and 
ever since then. Okay, so ever since then is now the world is different. Now, you know, ever since then, Hans built the, 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 the Gradle platform. Ever since then, um, Bowerman and Phil Knight have, you know, created this company, Nike, that's spread around the world. Ever since then, we all have computers on our desktops. Ever since then, people have a place to live around the world that's affordable. So the ever since then is what de- is, depicts the key change. And the until finally is what really is where your twist lies, where the power of that distinct change is. Okay, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Because so I, and as I you were say, describing it, I could see the stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just earlier on, I just want to make sure that we understand that we're, I am not saying that your core story lives encased in glass on the wall, something that everybody is supposed to repeat. In fact, the opposite. I want... We want everybody in our organizations and the story strategies we build and the trainings that we do to create these living stories where people understand the key twist, but they tell it in a way that is meaningful and relevant to their own lives and to the the way that they go out in the world and the way they sell, the way that they build, the way that they inspire, the way they fundraise, fundraise. So it's really important that people understand how their own lives and their own insights line up with their core, the core story of the organization so they can tell it in a way that's meaningful and alive. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, and that's the piece. So I was just thinking as you were talking about that, about Nike, for example. So that kind of performance-based piece, um, the just do it. Well, now all of those thousands of employees and thousands of customers have just do it stories, right? Like they have things that's that right. tie to the core story. That's right. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. And so then there's your impact stories, your impact stories, which show not just where you come from, but what you do and how you do it. And they have a very similar structure. It's got that until finally. The world was like this. The client was facing this challenge. And we came and offered this. And we came with this realization. We worked together to create something transformative. And now we're, you know, and we're, now we're saving for us instead of cutting them down. The, you know, we work with this city, we work with this person, the world used to be like this. this. We dove deep into this trial and we came up, you know, until finally we came up with the decision and ever since then we're doing this every single day, in, every day, in, you know, in and out, um, day in and day out to, to focus on how the world can change. Absolutely. And that change story, I mean, that is, it used to be, um, I'm going to just make a big generalization, but it used to be, we're the biggest company in the world was a a good story. It was a powerful story and um, people lived there. But these days we're much more savvy and we are looking for that change, aren't we? We are. And the better story that you are able to tell with that key twist that unlocks the power, not just of your own story, but of those around you, the more others will carry it forward with you. I believe this is how mythology is created, not just out of some you know, great writer that creates something, but because it's connected to the key twist of the time. And so the more that we can enact that key twist and engage the people that we are most uh, connected with, to also be telling their own form of that story, the, the, the better that we're able to be change agents and, um, and create a world that's, uh, that, that works for everyone. Yeah, I completely agree. And it also applies at, a, at another level, which is um, we are much more savvy about how we purchase. I can go and look at, um, you know, by the time I make my purchase, I've probably looked at 20 different things. And um, I always talk to my clients about sometimes that change story is the decider. Mm, yes, right? totally. Like and that's, we make and that's decisions. What, 
That's right. And that's what gives the brand, the brand promise authentic life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, listen, thank you, Jay. That was really great. I think that, um, you know, I think everybody's got a really clear story about, or a clear story, a clear idea about core story and hopefully a clearer story. Um, but I also really loved your um, six steps. So we've got the once upon a time, every day, every day, every day, and then one day because of that, because of that, until finally and ever since then. Um, so yep. people can actually use that construction and, and look at your core story. But of course, you can also contact Jay at, he is he's the chief storyteller and the founder, and he's a story coach like myself, and he's at Waking Star Story Works. And your email address, do you want to tell us that? Sure, it's J-A-Y at wakingstar.com. That's not walking star, although some people sometimes say that, which is really funny. It's waking star, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, golden1, that's uh, golden O-N-E, and we'd be very happy to, to hear and continue to discuss the topic. It's kind of all I do. Perfect. Thanks so much for being here, Jay. Yeah, thank you, Leanne. Great talking to thank you. Thank you. So again, you can get uh, in touch with Jay at WakingStar, uh, Jay at WakingStar.com or check out their website, website at WakingStar.com. I'd also like to thank Miko Matsumura from Gradle for sharing his business experience and, and really, um, you know, uh, Miko was able to really share in a in a really straightforward way why story is important for business and particularly uh, I loved his take on technology companies. So if you want to find out more about Miko, you can find him at miko.com. So, but we want you to please tune in for next week when Tanya De Jong joins us from Australia to showcase how powerfully to tell you can tell your story and she's going to give us some tips to get over stage fright. Tanya performs all over the world and and she's got some great ideas there. So please don't um forget to tune in next week and if you want to sign up for my story blast at very good stories you can get it at verygoodstories.com story powered is on every tuesday at 1 p.m eastern time and 10 a.m pacific on the voice america business channel thank you for joining me liam pico and story powered i'll see you next week with more story thank you for joining us this week for story powered Leanne Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help take your story and your business to the next level. 